welcome back to Loud. I'm your host, Natalia Vargas, and I'm back for another episode. How you been, girl? I hope you're looking pretty, that you're doing well, and that life is good and treating you right, and that you're not, you know, getting COVID or anything scary like that, sending you, you know, best wishes your way. So the only thing that was kind of different for me this month was that I actually wanted to challenge myself by doing a sober September. Um, the reason why I did it was just generally just like detox. And I kind of was also curious um, what my face would look like uh, and how it would feel if I just didn't have, you know, the casual glass of wine. Uh, and if I was like, you know, out to dinner with a friend or something, you know, how it would feel if I didn't have a couple of beers or anything like that. And to be honest, I thought it would be really hard for me, but it actually wasn't. And it was a very positive experience. I actually took like before and after pictures of myself uh, for the whole thing. And girl, let me tell you, that's the reason why Shakira and Jayla be looking fine. They don't drink. I had like no bags under my eyes anymore. And like the coloring of my face was different. So and then I don't know, I looked in the mirror and I was like, who is she? Oh, my God. So I was like really excited. So anyways, I mean, I do look nice. So that's a perk. But beyond just the physical aspect of things, um, I want to talk about the emotional side of it. I think that I did have a lot less anxiety, which was nice. Uh, and then I don't know just in general I had like an overall feeling of like feeling all namaste and calm and then because I wasn't you know engaging in any drinking I would just fill my time with other things like reading which uh so wholesome hello everybody fucking praise me for that uh (laughs) so anyways that was really cool and then also obviously I slept better I would say uh and just in general like I was just proud of myself to like be able to you know, stick to it, especially when it came to like social gatherings. I, w- I thought I would cave and like be like, yo, I'll just get a beer with my friend or something like that. But I didn't. And I noticed that as long as I had the ritual of like opening something or having a drink, a mocktail, I was like more than happy to just like be in the social interaction without the actual alcohol, which it's a good takeaway for me now because I'm like, okay, well, next time or like, you know, my daily life with alcohol, um, I can just not drink so much or I can, you know, do like half mocktails, half real cocktails. Like you don't have to go all in, you know, plus I'm getting older. So like the hangovers are real. So obviously, you know, the body's not processing things how it used to. And just in general, I've also been thinking about my relationship to alcohol and what I want that to look like in my 30s. And I think I do want it to be more like a celebratory thing so you know like a birthday like holidays like and less of like a casual glass of wine after work kind of gal there's nothing wrong with that to each their own I just there's just kind of like a the life and headspace I want to be at in my 30s so I do kind of want to start to make that transition over so that's also another reason why I wanted to try um this sober month uh, to see how it feel and I think that hey my life is better without it so um, I think that that's something that, you know, something to consider and something to work on for the future. Uh, and it is all, I kind of started too because I saw a TED Talk and it was all about creating the life that you wanted in your 30s and your 20s. And, you know, so I've been thinking about not just about like um, alcohol, but just everything, my relationships, who I am, who I want to be, what what life does Natalia want to li- live in her 30s. So I've been trying to have my actions mimic what I actually want and who I want to embody um, in my 30s. So anyways, that's enough on me. So now on today's topic, which is going to be toxic positivity. Now, 
If you know me, you know that I'm a pretty fucking positive person. Emphasis on the pretty. Okay. <laughs> Listen, if I don't hype myself up, who else will? Um, but I am a walking cliche of, you know, wake up and smell the roses. I have people up as I just did myself. Uh, you know, look at the good side of every situation, girl. That's just who I am. I'm not saying this is a bad thing. That's fine. It's good to not be an angry, cranky human all the time. But also, you know, you got to think about to what extent are we kind of overdrilling this concept? And we have all heard this before. It happens to you. I do it. It happens to everyone. For example, you know, someone rear-ends you. And then Brenda is going to come up with you and just be like, hey, at least your bumper's still on. Or hey, at least you didn't get hurt. At least it wasn't so bad. It's just a little scratch. Or, like, your ass just got fired from work, and then someone hits you with a, you'll find something new soon. You didn't like it that much anyways. Oh, at least you still got savings. Oh, stop being so negative. Like, listen, honey. It still fucking sucks. And by the way, a bird just took a shit on me on the way out of the office after I got fired, so I'm going to hurt you. Ah, and then my favorite one... Everything happens for a reason. And who says this all the time? Me. I say this constantly. So I am embarrassed. I am calling myself out. Like, does it? Does everything really need to happen for a reason? Like, did I have to get dumped in public? Did I have to get fired today in the middle of a COVID pandemic? I didn't get fired, but you know what I mean. It's an example. Um, What the hell is this? Why do we say these cliche-ass phrases? Baby, this is called toxic positivity. It's this idea that despite your pain or situation, you still have to keep a positive mindset. You still got to have rainbows and sunshine going on around you. And like I said, y'all have heard this constantly. I'm constantly guilty of it because I am also shooting rainbows out of my butt all the time. Actually, not really. But that would be a lot prettier than what actually goes on after my coffee. Hmm. But we are going to move on from that topic because I entrap nobody. I am not engaged. I am not married. So I got to keep the facade that I am a classy lady. So the problem with this is that toxic positivity leads to more suffering. You see how it gets serious right away. We let we let go of the poop talk. The main reason, I think, is that being positive can often lead to a little thing I like to call avoidance you know we say things like no 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 like good vibes only like if you're in my circle like good vibes only you're not then then what happens when you do this that you're dismissing the problem and you're not actually handling whatever the hell just happened at its core you're not processing this correctly we're so busy being cheerleaders that we don't dig deep as to why we feel the way we do because we don't see our problems as valid and that's the issue that i'm talking about when we're like a little too positive it's like you also gotta stop for a second and think about what just happened to you and allow yourself to wallow for a second or process this terrible thing that just happened to you and you know act how you feel what i mean by this as i've just And what I mean by this, as I've discussed in the last episode, is that you also need to show your authentic emotions. We are programmed to believe that if we spend any time being sad or upset about what just happened to us, that it's a waste of time. And then also to top it off, not only is it a waste of time, but now you're also an ungrateful person and you are ungrateful for all the other wonderful blessings in your life which is not the case like why does it have to be one or the other why can we start to accept that having moments of sadness and anger are you know they're totally okay and they're a totally normal part of the human experience 
And this is honestly, especially true for women, a rant time, bitch. <laughs> We're constantly taught that we got to be adorable and always positive. And the moment that a woman stands up for herself, she's often labeled as a bitch. And then if we show too much anger, we're erratic and we're crazy. Or if we're sad, then when we're too emotional and we can't handle anything hard in our lives. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> Anyways, and let's not forget about the number one toxic positivity thing that people are constantly expecting us to do, which is you should smile more. Show me the pretty little smile. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you, I just had a terrible day. I'm not gonna fucking smile, okay? And of course, of course, you know, rant over, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. This is not unique to women. This also happens to men and all the people in the world. And once again, it's the idea that we gotta be happy all the time. We all gotta smile more. And if you're not happy all the time, if you're not feeling happy right now, you gotta either put on a strong face or there must be something wrong with you. And this does not help the situation. This is a mental disservice to you. Not dealing with your emotional problems is the equivalent of, oh, you know what, let's get to metaphor, dark time, Halloween time, bitch. I think it's kind of the equivalent of like, if you get stabbed by someone, let's say someone comes and stabs you, boom, happy Halloween, bitch. And then I'm just gonna come up, Next time that happens, you know, I'm just going to go up to the person and be like, don't worry, be positive, be happy. I'm sure that's going to heal the wound. That's not how it works. And that's what I mean by the filler words and the filler cliches. That's exactly essentially what you're doing is that you are saying, be positive, be happy, everything is good. And you're like, no, everything's not good. And you're kind of dismissing the wound that they have. And you're just like, Made me saying everything is good, all is positive, that we should fix everything. And it's funny because we're raised to say these things. We were raised to believe that this is like the right thing to do. And we often mean well. I'm not saying you're a terrible person. I'm just saying that it's not super helpful to talk in this way. Because what it is that is actually emotionally more courageous and I think it has more power if you do deal with your emotions. You know, um, and how can you do this on a personal level is that you need to accept it your emotions and what I mean by that is that like being honest about how you actually feel a lot of the times like we are afraid to feel certain things we're afraid of, oh my god what do I think that way what do I why why do I have these thoughts in my brain like you shame your own thoughts even if you're in the safety of your own brain a lot of the times too when we're when we say things like you know I don't even know how I feel a lot of the times it's just denial because you don't want to accept the answer that you kind of already know. You know, it can be either trauma or yes, I am in fact really jealous or yeah, I'm lonely. Like it can be a hundred one things that you just don't want to face and accept. It doesn't help when your friends are also telling you to shove whatever you're feeling under the rug and just be positive. And what does that even mean? Like be positive doesn't, are you telling me to not be authentic and not show you my, like what I'm really feeling? Because you know, if you don't process that, if, real emotion of fear, anger, upsetness, then guess what? You're not going to get to the point of authentic happiness of, you know, you riding a unicorn across the skies if you don't process that emotion properly. Because then guess what? That emotion, if she's not processed and she doesn't exit the body properly, she's going to stay in there. It's going to be, you know, a lot like the appendix. It's just going to be like a little baggie right there. You know, it keeps collecting random crap from the body. 
your emotions. Um, and then one day, you're going to have a little sharp pain, and you're going to be like, oh my god, I need to go to the ER. And guess what? If you don't go to the ER, it's going to burst. And you know what happens when the appendix bursts? You die! Okay, you die! You die! Okay, you're not actually going to die, but it's going to be a big emotional mess, which we don't like, you know? Let's not get dramatic. Um, you're not dying, I hope. Happy Halloween, bitch. <laughs> so, you know, I think it's important to talk about what's the line then. You know, obviously we do say these cliche things, and as I said before, we do mean well. Like, we're trying to... What we really want to do is, you know not have our friends ruminate over their pain or, you know, hopefully get them, help them get over the hump or whatever's going on in their lives. But this can cause them, as I said before, to dismiss their emotions and that can lead them to avoid what's really going on and for them to not process things correctly. So I asked my very wise friends, uh, what is the line between being encouraging and being positive in a toxic way to a friend that's kind of going through it? So I'm going to go ahead and read those messages now. And I know I just really like my friends. Like, they're so wise and awesome. And a lot of them are, they ain't even 30 yet. So, like, it's like, wow, if you're this wise and awesome now, I can only imagine you can be such a beautiful person when you're 40, 50, 60. Anyways, moving on from that. Um, love you guys. So the first one is going to be for my friend Clara. Shout out. Um, she said, I think someone's being positive in a toxic way if they find themselves telling someone how they should feel or should have acted. The latter is common in victim blaming. Um, like you shouldn't have gotten so drunk or you wouldn't have been taken advantage of. So someone's intentions might be positive, like they care about you so much, so they just want you to be happy, safe. But intentions are in everything when you're trying to support someone. You need to be a good listener to what they're saying instead of inserting your own opinions too much. I love this because this is so true. A lot of the times, like, we're trying to get people to get on our agenda that we forget that, you know, they have things that they're processing and they're, like, you know, dealing with things in their own way. And you kind of have to let people, like, take their path and have that freedom. So listening is so much more important than you inserting who you want them to be or what you want for them because what you may want for them may not just be right for them, right? So Clara goes on to say, I think this toxic positivity problem is common with friends who are trying to be good listeners, but failing, lol. They end up responding to everything in a way that takes the conversation away from the one who needs help. A good rule of thumb I've learned is to ask questions and respond and engage with your friend, but don't tell them how to feel, behave, and certainly don't talk about what you would have done in a situation, which leads into what Corey sent me in a text. And she said, I think it's okay to let your friends be sad. And you can say things like, I'm really sorry you feel that way. That does suck. But at least you have me here to buy you some pizza. Sometimes people don't really want the advice. They just kind of want company. And I think that's a really, really good point. So it doesn't help to just be like, hey, be positive. It's like, no, validate their pain, validate their emotions because they're feeling them. They're there. They're not going anywhere. Whether or not you tell them to shove it under the rug. And the last one is a text from Alex, and she said, I'd say that encouragement is good until what you're saying to a friend is crippling them, and they're learning slash growing and shielding them from the truth of a situation. I think the best way to navigate anything like that would be to be honest and direct about said situation, and then also offer words of encouragement 
so they're not also feeling completely deflated um, and down. And I think that's a valid point. I think it's good to be honest about what just went down in a situation. Obviously, sometimes our friends can be a bit irrational, so it's good to, like, you can bring clarity to a situation, like, you know, bring the facts, like, okay, this happened, and obviously this sucked, you know? Um, but yeah, when you're saying things like, let's be positive, oh, it's going to be well, you also don't want to shield them too much from what happened because you do want them to process what went down and how it truly makes them feel. Um, so yeah, anyways, my friends are kind of awesome. So thank you ladies so much for that. I think that it's really good advice and, um, that's kind of what I took from, um, their text and yeah. So I also did some research on my own and looked up, you know, what is the line once again and mama watched the video and a psychologist dr allison um and she talks about how this is how you can notice something is toxic positivity number one toxic positivity is overly simple you know it's it's a simple solution a quick fix be positive you'll get over it no solution is here there is no plan that's how you know you're being toxic positive because you're not giving any solutions not bringing anything to the table either you know like you're just saying be positive you good? That's conversation is over. Number two, it doesn't leave room for pain or difficult emotions. So don't dismiss the pain, rather validate it. So that kind of like what Corey said is like, yes, that does suck. Yes, that is terrible. I understand why you feel that way. You know, it's really important that people feel like what they're feeling is valid. So instead of saying things like, look at the positive, happiness is a choice, you know, say something like, whoa, that's really hard to deal with. Is there anything I can do to help you? And number three, it's all or nothing words. So words like everyone, all the time, everything. So an example, this is like everything happens for a reason. Like everyone has bad days. If you tell me that everyone gets the hell over it quickly, then I'm going to you're going to put shame on me and that's not going to help me process things correctly. So yeah, I hope that this is kind of helpful. I think that, you know, I'm obviously not saying become the queen of darkness and evil and be a, you know, negative person because that's also toxic, duh. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying try to shift your vocabulary a little bit more so that you can validate people's pain a lot more. And um, I think that that's going to help us just in general. But even with like casual situations, like I think that we need to start to acknowledge that there are going to be bad days. Like sometimes like, I woke up in the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> More cliches. Um, just, you know, today, like, I spilled coffee in the morning. I didn't wake up in time. Like, I just had a shitty day. Like, and it's okay to express that. Like, you don't have to hide that. You know, you don't have to only share the good. And that's where, like, I think social media, obviously, doesn't do a good job because you see only good in people's lives, but you're not seeing, like, the days where you fight, the days where things are shitty. And it's common. So I, that's kind of, like, what I want to take away from this is, like, be positive, of course, but don't get to the point where you're overdoing it, where it becomes a little bit toxic. So anyways, guys, that's all I have for today. Let me know what you think. Uh, if you have any thoughts, comments, concerns. Uh, this is really cool for me, and I really like this topic because I've been thinking about it a lot. But anyways, guys, um, as always, do what empowers you, do what makes you happy, and farewell. Bye.